0: Welcome to Next Man Up, your fancy football podcast for all your start sits, ad drops, and other fancy football news. I'm your commissioner Derek Rieger and I'm here with my close and intimate friends, Angela Madison Jr.
1: and Greg Avazzi. How are we doing today, boys? Oh my gosh, man. Um, so glad. This is this is way past due. Honestly. I'm glad
2: we're really finally doing this. We're
0: gonna we're gonna get right into it here. Just a little bit of an introduction from us. So we all met at uh, Penn State. Um, we've, uh, rather me and Greg are hometown homies and, uh, met Angelo here about, what is it, three and a half years ago? Yeah, something like that. So we've been going for a little bit here. Our league's been running for, this will be the fifth year, um, but I believe you guys got added in in 2016, does that sound right? Yeah, yeah. yeah,
2: pretty
1: pretty sure.
0: Basically what happened was, you know, we had a we had a faulty commissioner and I had to take over and I, I just took it upon myself to it really... It was a coup d'etat, really, yeah. really
1: revolutionized the league. It's not it's not get too crazy. You're you're also a faulty commissioner. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of collusion
2: going on these days, I don't know.
1: Well, I wanted to make the league competitive. So
0: what I ended up doing was adding these two fine gentlemen, and I feel like between the three of us, we have enough intelligence to really put something together that will help you move forward with, with your league and uh, you know, help, help you get to, a, get to your title, your, uh, you know win, win a belt, win, win a fantasy football ring, because uh, that's what we want to do here. We want to help people out, and uh, we want to have some, some fun doing it, too. So uh, a little bit about us. We play in a 10-team league. Uh, We are just recently um, transitioning into half-point PPR, which we're really excited about. Um, I feel like this is definitely the move, right? You know, especially when you look at these past years where running backs are really reigning dominant. honestly, it's some
2: bullshit.
1: (laughs) 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 Yeah.
0: Alvin Kamara just, like, broke onto the scene and literally just catches all the balls and just runs for
1: 70-yard touchdowns to the house every single play. It was one of the most ridiculous things I've ever seen, ever.
0: Well, the, the other thing that's interesting about our league, too, is we're actually in a keeper league. So we actually have 10 players off the board already. I can run through them real quick. So we got... Yeah, give them that. We got... um. All right. So, like I said, 10-team league. So we got Rob Gronkowski, Melvin Gordon... Alvin Kamara, Juju Smith Schuster, Todd Gurley, Keenan Allen, uh, Jordy Nelson, DeAndre Hopkins, uh, Antonio Brown. And I believe Leonard Fournette are all off the board. Is that ten? I hope that's ten. I think that's ten. I think I got that all. I've been doing enough mock drafts where I think I really got the, got this stuff together, honestly. But you know, that's that's what we're looking at here. So uh, that really affects my strategy. You know, I'm doing, I'm running through the simulations. I'm running through all the possible scenarios. Who am I going to take in the next round? Because I want to take home the belt. Keith cannot repeat. I I swear, our champion has
1: been a two-time back-to-back reigning champion now. So guys, like, just so you can get a picture at home, like, Derek, in his Facebook, um, his Facebook profile picture is a, a picture of him standing on this majestic uh, pile of rocks next to the beach, wearing the championship belt. Um, in Hawaii, in Hawaii. <laughs> don't, don't forget the in Hawaii part. Very, very important to the the scenery of that picture, if you will. So. Just so you know how seriously this man takes it. It's
0: I'm not necessarily the best best winner in the world, the most gracious winner in the world, would you say?
2: No. This is the moment to say that we're all gonna love Saquon Barkley far too much in this podcast. Just a disclaimer with those Penn State roots.
0: Saquon Barkley is Oh
1: god. He's more than a child. Yeah. Angela's gonna pick him number one. He's grown up. Wow, he's he's a big boy. Wow. So I, I think. The most important thing for you to understand is that we grew up watching Saquon Barkley, uh, and not uh, necessarily play so much as dominate yeah. on every single play. Oh, it was, it was something um, out of a storybook. And so, tell you a little bit about myself. um uh, one of the the league's finest, but for uh, <laughs> so he as, says. As, uh, uh, but but as it were, uh, I, I found myself, um, you know, climbing down the the telephone pole all the way to last. Yeah, all the way, all the way down to uh, last place. Where there was and, a punishment waiting for you. Yeah, honestly. Oh, and uh, also important punishment that I made. Um, so like I, I was a part of my own demise. Uh, Foisted by your own platard. Yeah, I, I I decided to strap up with a. Uh, an eagle speedo, to be more specific, um, a pair of Fruit of the Looms underwear, was it there? <laughs> um, with uh, eagles on the on the on the ass cheek, right there, one, two, and um, ran around my apartment building. Um, so Saquon is now mine because uh, I get the first round pick after such humiliation. And uh,
0: Antonio Brown as your keeper is—that's uh, that's yes. a little bit of a help too. Yeah, wow. wow. Mm. You're you're in every position to succeed. I can't wait to see how you mess it up though, because mm. let's be honest, you—who—who who was your uh, first pound pick last year, or your keeper last year, rather? Uh, it was um, David Johnson. David uh, Johnson. Oh, you hate to see uh, David, it. You really. It how many people got hurt by David Johnson last year? But you know. I draft him. I draft him again in a heartbeat. He he tears it up. One thousand rushing yards, one thousand receiving yards. It's very important for David Johnson. We'll definitely talk about David Johnson today. Also, also a little background. We like I said, we're from Penn State, Um, but we have a little. As far as our teams go, you know, Pennsylvania's got two teams running in.
2: One is clearly superior to the other, right? Yeah, I
0: mean, you're talking about current reigning Super Bowl champion Philadelphia Eagles. Go, Birds! Right now, I'm wearing my Zach Ertz salute to service jersey with the oh, Super Bowl the Super Bowl
1: 52 patch. Hey, I like the fan base you're appealing to. I right know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you really, you really, you don't know how sweet it is until you experience, you experience the Andy Reid days, you experience the Chip Kelly days. Oh my God. <laughs> There were some dark times in Philadelphia, but uh, we, got, we got through. Uh, and now it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah, I guess so. Puns, puns, puns. Uh. <laughs> So a little little bit about um, you know the the format that we're going that we're going for here. Uh, we're we're gonna just give you a little introduction, little sneak peek as to what what's to come with the podcast so far. Uh, this is a little introductory episode. Our draft is set for August eighteenth. So we're gonna connect. We're gonna connect then and give you the rundown on all the big moves that happens. Um, and then uh, after that, I feel like we're gonna be taking it. You know, week one, week two, week three, just. You know, taking it as they come, giving you all the updates, waiver wire, ad drops, trade candidates, uh, just really getting all the possible, um, you know, angles you
2: could work. (laughs) And, of course, with a healthy amount of smack talk about what we've done in the league ourselves. Oh, Oh, absolutely.
0: I'm about to – we switched Angelo into our division this year, so I play him twice, and I'm about to – Oh, I'm coming. I'm coming. Oh. Oh, no. I'm excited,
1: y'all. I'm excited.
0: Without further ado, Let's get us into the question of the day. Greg,
2: will you do the honors here? Our first question of the day is, who will be the biggest bust of the year in fantasy football? Biggest bust, not meaning completely useless, but meaning will perform far beneath their projected value. Right,
0: so basically what we're talking about here is, right now we're pre-draft, and the draft is really the most important part of any fantasy football league. You will not win your league... At the draft, but you can lose it. You can mess this thing up. What are you trying to say? I'm just saying there's some. Like, draft your cheeks. There's all some. Right. There's some line. There's some all landmines right. out there, man, all and right. you don't want to. You don't want to bust. I mean, everybody busts, but you don't want to draft a bust. Is what I is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, So for me, I'm looking at all the possible potentials, especially in those first couple rounds, uh, where it's very essential to you know get your ducks in order. Um, And I'm looking at Derrick Henry as a potential bust here. And I know that Derrick Henry is, you know, the lead back for a, you know, a former playoff team, the Tennessee Titans. But his average draft position is looking at the 303, the third pick of the third round in 12-team leagues. So that would be around, you know, the back of the second, beginning of the third in our leagues. And really I'm looking at this position and, you know, Derek Henry, he's going to be getting the early down work, and I get the argument that the Titans could take a step forward. I'm expecting some positive regression from Marcus Mariota. Um, Corey Davis could have a bounce back year. They could finally get the connection together. But when it comes down to it, Deion Lewis was picked up by the Tennessee Titans from the New England backfield, and yeah. this guy is so talented. Yeah, well, wow. He is a pass catcher, He's going to be taking all the receptions away, especially when you're looking at a PPR format like what we play in. I'm really thinking that Derrick Henry, you know, he's not he's not going to be a three-down back. And when you're drafting somebody in the third in the third round and in, in the back of the second, you're looking for for that workload. You're lo- work, looking for that volume because volume reigns supreme. And Although he's a talented player and he won the Heisman, I just don't think that the Titans as an organization are going to be able to supply him with the workload and, you know, to capitalize and return that value for your investment. What do you guys think?
1: <sighs> Big sigh. Big sigh. Uh, 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 that, it, it worries me. It does. Mmm. I feel like
0: this is a Thomas Leffler pick, really to make.
1: Yeah, honestly, and for for those of you at home, my my condolences um, to all of my uh, Demarco Murray fans. Um, Recently uh, retired, just today, breaking news! Oh, God, wow! At age thirty, I. Jesus, that's that's a that's a tough break. Honestly, that that puts you in a very very sticky situation. But, Dion Lewis. Just not all that excited about them, you know what what do Patriot uh, weapons do when they they leave New England? They fall yeah. off a cliff. I'd, so I who are you thinking about when you talk about that? Wes Welker. Uh, I don't
0: know. Okay, it's just man, I, I I'm telling you, I believe in this guy though, and and I feel I feel like he could make an impact. Really, he's one of the most elusive backs in the league. Um i draft him, especially where he's going. Um, and I'm, I'm hesitant to say that because I don't want to give away too much information, too much about my strategy because
2: I'm still looking to take home the gold. Hmm. Greg, who you got? Biggest bust of the season. Yeah, a lot of my reasoning goes along the same lines as yours. I'm going with Jay Ajayi. As much as I love the birds, as much as I'm diehard Eagles... As far as just the depth of that running back unit, you know, you got Darren Sproles coming back. You got Corey Clement, huge player, huge potential. I think he's going to do great things. You're looking at the volume of work that is going to be getting splitting the backfield in a true three-headed monster, and I just don't think he gets the volume. When you've got the spark plug of Sproles, you've got the multi-talented Clements. I feel like he could have a strong start to the year, but if you're going to draft him, try to trade him quickly because as the year goes on, his stock is definitely going to be going down. And this is, this
0: is a player that we've heard some hype around, too. Um, you know, I, I've been hearing out of the Eagles organization that J.H.I. is really looking forward to being the lead back in Philadelphia. But when it does come down to it, Philadelphia is one of the only teams that really utilizes the com- running back by committee as well as it possibly can. You don't know what they're going to do. Um, and they're, they're truly unpredictable, especially with LeGarrett Blunt leaving the organization um it's not like it's automatically going to be a run or a pass or you know a play action uh you know there there's new new offensive coordinator in the background and uh i feel like we're gonna w- make some waves once again Ex- and excuse me if you toot your own horn. <laughs> sorry Harry. i mean you know super bowl champions All right.
2: Super Bowl chance. We have this right till the till the new season kicks off and oh. then we need to stop. Uh, we'll, we'll see.
0: And the, and then the trash talk goes into the next season, you know, when we when we're on our, you know, 4 5 6 win streak out the gate.
1: Hey, I, I wish you the best. <laughs> you you don't, you don't have the uh, the battering ram that Garrett Blunt was anymore. good luck. We'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. Angelo, do you have um,
0: a bust for this year somebody that, that you are not touching in drafts Angelo's bust
1: oh my gosh wow guys um, I say this uh, out of compassion I'm a guy that has lived and learned i say as a guy that had Will Fuller last year and saw the fruits of his labor uh, manifest themselves in the 20 point weeks I think it's time to let it go. Uh, the it's most, a bad breakup. Uh, it's, it's tough, man. I was absolutely in love with Will Fuller. He was getting me 20 points a week. I was like, yes, this is it. This is what we've been waiting for. This is the break that I needed last season. But I think his performance after the Deshaun Watson injury was more telling than his performance before the deshaun watson injury injury now granted deshaun watson is coming back but everybody's had a year to prepare they they know the deep threat is coming so what do you do when you're you have to go back into your bag of tricks we saw that with mike wallace trust me i'm a steelers fan all right, Angela. But let me tell you, I can't. I can't let you get away with talking about
0: Will Fuller on this podcast without mentioning the colossal trade offer that was about to go through for you, and the colossal L that you took
1: in our league last season. Do you want to share with the folks? Yeah. I feel like you just like talking shit. It's, it's fine. Honestly, <laughs> I get it. Uh, yeah, it was a, a warm. It was an october evening and everything was going right and we'll netted me I think it was three straight three four straight 20 point weeks and he just went up in value and me being two and four at that point just needed a, a, a big break and um there may have been a, a trade in the um with a Mr. John DeFleury. Yeah, with Mr. John DeFleur, you'll meet him later. Uh, for Julio Jones. Will Fuller for Julio Jones. And listen, guys, I, I kid you not, I if I would have sent the trade in Monday, I would have had Julio Jones and maybe a, a playoff berth. But when came Wednesday afternoon Deshaun Watson went down. And so did the rest of my playoff aspirations and
0: as we say on the podcast it was next man up so
2: unfortunately
0: Uh, (laughs) I'm sorry he
2: he said the name
0: I hate myself Uh, a little bit uh, for that uh, one but I had I had to go on in but that's why we're here that's why that's why (laughs) we need to give you guys the knowledge so you know to pull the triggers on deals like that but moving on to our next question here um which Fantasy player gives you trust issues. We all have these people that we know they're talented, but who has either hurt you before, given you great pain? The Will Fuller's of the world, maybe that just you're scared. You're scared to draft right now. Fear is your greatest enemy whenever you're drafting. Wow. Uh, and I'm gonna I'm gonna start start off with my pick here. I drafted Amari Cooper in the first round. Um, of our draft this past year. And Amari Cooper...
2: I'm going to take this moment to point out that I drafted Todd Gurley in the first round of last year and was laughed at that pick. So I want that entered into the record as he took Amari Cooper
1: in the first round. He's got you there. I don't think
0: we knew what Sean McVay could do back then, but...
1: Who's laughing now, uh, right? I think we all knew what Jeff Fisher could do. Oh, right Jeff
0: now. Fisher. It definitely wasn't much. Don't, so. don't say that man's name
1: on this podcast. <laughs> please,
0: please. We're going to have to Fisher. bleep
1: that out. Uh, we can't even. Yeah. What a piece of garbage. Oh, yikes. <laughs> <laughs> oh.
0: But what I'm saying here is Amari Cooper, although going back-to-back seasons with over 1,000 yards, fell a little bit flat in 2017 with a measly, measly, Forty-eight receptions on ninety-six targets for six hundred and eighty yards and seven touchdowns. For
1: those of you doing the math at home, that is a whopping three catches a okay? game. Um yikes. Yikes yikes
0: indeed. And the worst part, the absolute worst part, forty-seven point seven percent of Amari Cooper's yards and forty-two point eight percent of Amari Cooper's touchdowns came within two games of the season. So he's busting a large percentage. I don't have the exact number, but it seemed like bust after bust. And it got to the point where I couldn't trust no, Amari Cooper. That, uh, that, that's fair. I, wow. That and, was... and of these two games, these two blowout games, where Amari Cooper probably would have won you your week, the first game came against Kansas City. And I had Amari
2: Cooper on my bench.
1: Jeez. I'm seeing where the
2: trust to... issues come from.
1: And the second week... Who won Kansas City at all?
0: ...was week 17. <laughs> and we weren't even playing fantasy football because you do not play championships in week 17. It's a travesty. If you have your role set to play uh, championships in week 17, change that right now. Contact your commissioner because... You deserve it's better. Deserved. You no, deserve honestly, better.
1: like, it's... But no. Just no. It's inexcusable. It's disrespectful that you would say that. I, I don't want to talk about it right now. But that being said,
0: the Raiders' schedule against, against the wide receiver position is basically the easiest against wide receivers out of the entire league this year. Amari Cooper is going... At the, 405, the four hundred five, the the uh, fifth pick of the fourth round in twelve team leagues, with the potential to be a wide receiver one, uh, he has that upside under John Gruden, and you know I'm just scared, man. I don't think I can do it this year. I've he's, been hurt too bad. He's just
1: been hurt before. I. It's tough. It is tough,
0: absolutely. But you know somebody's going to capitalize and somebody's probably going to get great value for
2: for that player. Um, Greg, who you got? I kind of have two picks, as you were talking, another one developed. I, I initially had a Michael Crabtree, you know, a Mark Cooper's former running mate in Oakland. Um, because just in general, I've drafted him, not just last year, but a couple of different years. Had him on my team, and it always seemed to be kind of like what you expressed with one of Mark Cooper's big weeks. Anytime he had a big week, he was sitting on my bench because he was underperforming in other weeks. And then I would see that performance start him, and then things wouldn't go well. So trust issues were developed there but even more than that I want to talk about Isaiah Crowell because Isaiah Crowell is a Greg Gavazzi fantasy staple I think I've had him on almost every team that I've had um since he's been a prominent member of the league it's awful I don't know why I do it to myself might do it to myself again this year even though he's on the Jets but every year I pick him and every year I regret it so there's definitely a little bit of a trust issue there. I don't know how much of that is his fault, how much of that's on me, but that those two players oh, re- really have a lot of trust issues with me.
0: I mean, you know, he was a Cleveland Brown before this year. I don't know how much of a fault you can actually put on Isaiah Crowell, um, but that line is pretty good. The Cleveland Browns line, it's going to be really interesting to see what um, – What's his name? Nick Chubb, and who else do they have in that background?
2: you got Hyde, and you got Duke Johnson. Carlos Hyde, and
0: Duke Johnson, I feel like, is going to be a great value, it's especially in PBR. you got, a, real, yeah, you got a,
2: a pretty good triple head. To that's, back that's head. How about bad. the
0: turnaround of the Cleveland Browns this year, honestly? Ooh. The wide receiver
2: court too. Jarvis Landry. And, and Tyrod Taylor, one of the most efficient quarterbacks
1: in the league. Uh, okay, let's... Yeah, I, I think you're getting a little carried away mean, there, I, honestly. I mean, yeah, but like, at what cost? You know... It's. Guy mm, took Buffalo to the playoffs. I just want to score a few touchdowns before the fourth quarter, if that's okay with you. I think the Bengals took Buffalo to the playoffs. <laughs> Come on
0: now. Like, we can't. Buffalo's not going back to
2: the playoffs anytime soon. No, but the Browns will be there sooner than they will. That's a hot
1: take. They scored on fourth and 18. That's a hot take, and it's going like hot kicks around you, here. What are you trying to say? <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. get over here. Um. Who you got, Ange? And I talk from experience yet again. Um, (laughs) Who hurt uh, you, Ange? David Johnson. Oh, no. Oh, no. no. You can't do it. Let me finish. Let me finish. At the 103? I. I, Wow. I understand what David Johnson can do, and by all metrics, he should be just fine. It was an arm injury. Like, nothing's wrong. It's fine, but there's. What's going on, man? There's been some changes in this organization. Um, I don't know if you know a man by the name of Bruce Arians, but no longer the head coach. Yeah, we'll switch to Very run-heavy philosophy, and also new very, quarterback uh, wow. by the name
0: of
2: Sam Bradford.
0: Now we'll now we'll see if that's if that's the same
1: for sixteen games. Sam Bradford isn't a sixteen game special specialist um, by any means yeah it's just a lot of change. I'm scared um he he's top on the board in fantasy but you i'm um, you're looking at some question marks my tummy hurts <laughs> <laughs> I,
0: I love you angela that that's that's it's trust issues amazing. Absolutely amazing.
2: I'd love to talk about some rookie quarterbacks and then get into the news.
0: Okay. Yeah, tell who you got, who you got for your rookie quarterback. Who are you most excited to see this season?
2: So if, as you just said, Bradford does not hold up, I am very excited to see Josh Rosen with that card's offense, with Johnson, with Fitzgerald, with the rest of the wide receiving core they have out there. I think that they have a very dynamic offense. And with the mindset that he has, the mentality he had at UCLA, I'm not going to go out there like with some rookies and say, oh, man, the kid's a natural winner. But the kid definitely has some raw talent. He clearly has the drive. He's got the pressure. He's got the confidence. I really think that he can do some special things with that Cardinals offense, especially if he's put in a good position with the year going forward. Like you said, some of that coaching shakeup could really benefit him, especially if you know the injury-prone starter ends up going down and he gets a shot after having maybe six, eight weeks to really mature in NFL practice and gets put in there mid-season with a little bit more polish on him than he had pre-draft.
0: And I do like the pick. I mean... You got a living legend in Larry Fitzgerald there that is going to be the most consistent wide receiver in the league until he retires, is Is the bottom line. It doesn't matter who's throwing him the ball, he's going to catch it every single time and have 100 re- receptions on the season. You guys agree? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Pretty okay. much. R- right thereabouts, yeah.
0: Honestly, and, um, yeah, I, I am I am very excited to see him. You know, I, I'm ex- excited to see Sam Bradford for play for at least a game or so because I think he's a talented quarterback that just has had some health problems, uh, especially when you're looking at, like, week, week one of the Vikings when they blew out the Saints uh, at the 27th season. Um, so that's really great. I'm looking at Sam Darnold as uh, my guy that I'm really excited about. Sam is a guy that I, I feel like I feel like he was the most complete quarterback in the draft. I know B- Baker Mayfield got taken with the first overall pick to the Cleveland Browns. I feel like uh, the the Jets really got to steal with Sam Darnold, and um, he's he's going to be the most talented in the long run. Uh, Josh McCown, his teammate, is already speaking words of confidence that he is the foundation of the organization and he will lead the Jets out of that tough division. This is a player that's gotten Jameis Winston comps uh, from his play. I really like to compare him to the very own Eagles, Carson Wentz, um, you know, in the sense that... He was the second guy in the the second QB taken, and I feel like he's the more talented player, honestly. I feel like the Jets the Jets took a steal in that one. Uh, he's going to join Isaiah Crowell in his backfield. You have uh, Robbie Anderson, Terrell Pryor, Jermaine Kurse, uh even Quincy Anunua. These are all very talented wide receivers, and if he can translate from college, I feel like he has the potential to really take the Jets organization to the next level. Um, they even won a good amount of games last year under McCown. So uh the that that team is definitely on the come up. Angelo, you got a QB that you're looking at?
1: Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield. Um number one pick? Listen. Listen. <laughs> listen, he says. <laughs> listen. If you notice about all the quarterbacks in the NFL right now, there's there's talented ones, there's your uh, your Cam Newtons, there's your your Sam Bradford's. They're they're talented quarterbacks. They're quarterbacks with good arms. They're accurate. But what sets the part the good ones with some raw talent, with some ability, from the ones that are fantastic, are the simple attribute of leadership. Um, I I mean. Just granted, like, as a quarterback, you're going to be some sort of leader, but Sam Darnold was one of the quarterbacks in this draft that seemed a little bit weak in that category. Uh, But on the other hand, Baker Mayfield, love him or hate him because it seems like everybody is in a similar camp or one or the other. Seems like Baker Mayfield showed the most leadership. And uh, so, definitely a quarterback. I'm excited to see. We'll see what he does with the playbook. People kind of relate him to Johnny Manziel, but Johnny Manziel kind of struck me as a scared little boy. I don't know. So, I mean, when you
0: when you get in a fight with somebody that owns a food truck, is that was that the new story that came out of Yeah. uh, Yeah, the the Heisman winner.
2: I think there are definitely questions about his maturity, but if he can mature, they're definitely the core principles for leadership there. You can see that he's got the fire. Uh, The teammates that he had from Oklahoma talk about how much they respect him. But then you see bonehead moves, like the one touchdown celebration that Colin Coward loves to talk about where he leaves his teammates. You see the food truck incident. There are some lingering concerns there about that maturity, but if he can mature, and if he can mature quickly this NFL game, I think the kid's got some real potential.
0: Yeah, I I really don't see... Any issues? Really, I feel like you're looking at a very opinionated young man with a chip on his shoulder, and I feel like he he's going to be able to be successful in this league. You know, you don't you don't see the mon- the money celebration. You don't see him partying with Drake in uh, in Las Vegas or wherever. At least not yet. Um, so, I feel like he's going to be fine. Um, getting into some player news here. The uh, Los Angeles tar- Chargers lost Hunter Henry to a torn ACL for the se- season. Uh, this, is, this is something that really hurts the, the Chargers, especially when you're talking about Phillip Rivers in the red zone. Gives a little bit of extra value to my boy, Keenan Allen. Uh, Not sure how many more targets the dude can take, but I'd love to see it. Um, And I feel like this also really benefits Mike Williams, who has the sleeper value to become potentially the number two on that team. Uh, I'm seeing a lot of Corey Davis comps where this guy is just physically built to be a wide receiver in the league. Um, So I'm very excited to see the Chargers this year. I feel like they have a potential to make a splash.
1: Oh, my God. They're 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 playoff
0: contenders, man. Like Philip, just Buffalo Bills. Do what you're supposed to do, man, or San Diego Chargers San Diego Chargers, Los Angeles Chargers this year. I'm
1: sorry, I I apologize. We're gonna keep messing that up.
0: How many years are
1: we gonna let Philip Rivers just like let this one? Philip Rivers is my
0: favorite human being. I, he has eight children. It's probably more than eight children, honestly. That man.
1: We just constantly super let it dad. It's fun. And it's like, I don't care if you don't go to the playoffs at all anymore. It's fine. You're still a top quarterback. That's absolute bullshit. Come on. you got to win to
2: be one of the best quarterbacks. (laughs)
0: I'm rooting for him. I'm rooting for him 150%. Uh, But moving on, we have New Orleans running back Mark Ingram has been suspended. Four games for testing positive for um,
2: performance enhancers. Talk about a boost for Kamara.
0: No, honestly, I feel like Alvin Kamara, it's going to be the Alvin Kamara show in New Orleans for at least the first four games. The team did add um, Terrence West. um, Not a lot of news there. I mean, maybe he'll he'll
2: steal a touchdown or two, but for the most part, I think you're right, it's going to be the Alvin Kamara show. It's a powerful offense you're talking about there.
0: John DeFlurry, God help us all. Honestly, he's, he's about to steal, steal
1: all of our hearts once again and make the playoffs. Also, have Alvin Kamara. Just want everyone to know, like, let's also put that in the record book of things that went wrong last year and then let him go in free agency.
0: Yeah, that was Angelo. Yeah, both wow. Angelo and I had Alvin Kamara at one point during the year. We both dropped him because of the um, Adrian Peterson issue in yeah. New Orleans, and we regret it. And uh, we live to, tale to tell the tale. So Peter you don't make the same mistake. friend, he
1: really isn't.
2: <laughs>
0: Julian Edelman has also been suspended for four games. Uh, for again, another, another faulty test by the league. Um, not not sure exactly what went wrong there. Um, but basically, what this comes down to is twenty percent of Tom Brady's targets are vacated for the first four games. Guys, who do we think is going to get take up this workload?
2: Um, in short, it doesn't matter. It's Belichick's system. Whoever you plug in there, it's going to work.
0: All right, do we have a real take
1: from <laughs> Angelo? Can we get, like, a, an actual,
2: like...
1: Come on, Greg. Yeah, come on. That was a cop-out. You can't, you can't just chalk everything uh, up to oh, Belichick. Yeah, 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 yeah. Belichick, Belichick. We still
0: got to project for the Patriots. It. There are fantasy points to be scored in oh, New yeah. England.
2: Oh, it's easy to, to spread 20% out among, you know, Gronk and... Three running backs and three receivers. Basically what I'm saying is I don't think that there's a viable second option for the Patriots that's coming up that isn't already going to be drafted. I think the ball is going to get spread around so much there. Tom Brady is going to miss Danny Amendola so much.
0: I disagree. I disagree with both of you. I think that Gronk is going to get a little bit of a boost, but I think... Oh, no, don't, don't worry, 100%. Oh, I think, He's going
2: he's, he's to get a boost. I just don't think it's going to be significant enough just on him.
0: But I, I think, think, think the biggest books? beneficiary of this suspension is going to be Chris Hogan for the first four games this is a guy that really was able to step up this year and is becoming more and more involved in the office as Brady's go-to um, in the passing game and he's going to be the number one receiver for the first four games and
2: really showing your bias for Penn State lacrosse there
0: yeah he is a Penn State alumni Penn State homeboy uh, you know I don't know how biased I can be with him you know playing the Eagles in the Super Bowl and everything but uh we we love to see it um, going forward, Jameis Winston has also been suspended for three days for violating the league's personal conduct policy. This was from an event uh, coming out from a Uber drive um, involving just some some conduct issues. This is something that we we've we've seen come from Jameis Winston time and time again. Uh, it's looking like Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to be starting the first three games with the potential. Of Ryan Griffin coming in to take the job as well, uh, the quarter, the quarterback said by the Tampa Bay Times to be a potential um, suitor for the job as well. Um, what does this mean for fantasy, guys?
2: I'll, I'll tell you, at least for me, I think you got to give some real credence to not drafting, picking up uh Fitzpatrick on the waiver wire there because I think if he gets the team off to 3-0, and 2-1 start, anything like that, I don't think you can really make an argument for putting Jameis back in that starting situation. If the team's sort of getting into a rhythm, getting into a flow there, I think they're going to try to keep it consistent, not put the guy with repeated personal conduct injuries or uh, instances back in the spotlight. I think that if they start off 2-0, and Fitzpatrick is someone who you should be adding from waivers if you need another quarterback.
0: However, I don't think this team is starting 2-0 at, at anytime soon, especially because I think they play the Saints and the Eagles.
2: Oh, yeah, that's a tough start. During the
0: first two weeks.
2: Um, or, it's, it's a big if, but it's it is, is it is a big if. I but mean, Look at Nick Foles, not comparing him, but that backup quarterback stepping in. Right, and, and th- this is not your average
0: uh, backup quarterback by any means. Ryan Fitzpatrick is somebody that is a veteran and has had success in the league before with the New York Jets among other teams. Um, I feel like this really doesn't affect a lot in fantasy. It really just affects uh, Tampa Bay as an organization. I feel like they are going to start out the year 0-3, which is very tough to come by. But really, other than that, no big adjustments to Mike Evans or Deshaun Jackson. I feel like it has the potential to hurt Cameron Bray, um, because Fitzpatrick doesn't really throw to, throw to the tight end that much. But other than that, you know, you're really looking at uh, business as usual. In Tampa Bay. Other than that, um, Aaron Jones of the um, Green Bay, running back out of the Green Bay Packers, has also been suspended for two games for violating the league's substance abuse policy. Um, This is a backfield that has really been said to be a running back by committee. I feel like all three running backs in this backfield, whether you're talking about Aaron Jones, Ty Montgomery, or Jamal Williams, you're basically taking a lottery lottery uh, ticket on these guys late in drafts. Um, I do feel like it is a positive for those two other running backs because they are going to get the first crack at uh, potentially taking taking the lead back roles and playing into that hot hand that um, you know many, many many teams go with as they go down the line. But other than that, just want to mention you know. I'd take Ty Montgomery late if you're talking double digit
2: rounds. I discovered recently that I still had Ty Montgomery in my watch list from the end of the season last year on the ESPN service. So, you know, that's definitely someone got to think about in the later rounds there as someone to where you got to take some gambles, some risks. And he's someone who, while there's the risk that he falls into that committee role, also he is one of those two guys getting that first shot. And he's shown that he does have the ability to be a dynamic playmaker. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. So moving on to our last segment here, we have a mailbag question coming in from league member John DeFleury. This is the Alvin Kamara Kamara owner in our league. Good Lord. He writes in, which player do you think regresses the most from last season? I can sense the fear in this question, honestly, because he's looking at Alvin Kamara's breakout
1: year, and he's like,
0: (laughs) who's going to come back? Um, Greg, do you want to take the lead on this one?
2: Yeah, I think I'm going to start setting the theme for at least my and Derek's answers of NFC East quarterbacks and say Alex Smith. Um, that's so weird that he
0: that Alex Smith is an NFC East quarterback. Now. Yeah,
2: that's really weird it's to say. It's taken
0: a little bit to process that
2: it isn't Kirk Cousins. <laughs> and just to be honest, when I was looking back at the rankings from last season, I saw just how many points he put up with the Chiefs. Then I went and looked at the Redskins roster, and I refuse to believe that the Redskins are going to be anything more than a cellar dweller in the NFC East. As a result, he's not going to be doing a lot. He's going against some very improved defenses. Cowboys, Eagles, and Giants all are some ferocious defenses that are getting even better, coming back from some injuries, especially in Dallas. I think he's really going to have a tough time cut out for him this year. Uh, Not that he was coming from an easy division, but I think this is going to be an even harder challenge between learning the new offense, the weapons at his disposal, and all the defense that he's going to be facing, I think that he's going to be in for a pretty big regression.
0: Absolutely. And, you know, r- running with the NFC East uh, quarterbacks here, like Greg was saying, I'm going to go with... Um, first of all, I just wanted to mention that John DeFlurry is a Cowboys fan to our um, to our disliking. And I'm going to pick Dak Prescott, uh, quarter- quarterback wow. of the Dallas Cowboys as my... Um, you know, big, biggest regression here. And this this is kind of like a, du- a double-edged sword for Dak Prescott. Basically, it's a tale of two cities with this man. Through week seven, he ranked at, at the QB1 out of all the quarterbacks. This is during the Carson Wentz, you know, reign of terror. This is while Deshaun Watson was lighting it up in Houston. Dak Prescott was, was the number one quarterback in fantasy through week seven, after week eight, he was the QB thirty-four, and his QBR ra- rating was worse than Jay Cutler. Oof. Who has a great reality TV That's- show, by the way? I just oh. want to shout out Jay Cutler is playing the role of the lifetime now in no. his wife's reality show, Very Cavallari. There's no need for that. You, you, he's you great. need to
2: give that man any more advertising.
0: He's, he's wonderful. You know, I know he's unemployed right now, but, Jay, keep doing what you're doing. Keep, we
2: don't want any.
0: Keep eating your deer jerky or whatever it is you're doing nowadays and take your kids to school on time.
2: Wow, that was something. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but basically, Dak Prescott, you know, I feel like there's... there's He's definitely not going to be the Cube you want anymore, especially when you're looking at um, the departure of Des Bryant and Jason Witten. Um... You know this. This is a guy who his stat line. He was 3,325 passing yards for 22 passing TDs, six rushing TDs. You know, 357 rushing yards. He is a really good rushing quarterback. But 52% of his passing yards and 50% of his touchdowns have moved on and currently don't have jobs. So Jason Witten is moving on to a broadcasting job. Des Des Bryant is pretty much the only uh, notable free agent. Other than some potential, you know, running back fill-ins uh, that are that still uh, left. But, you know, you still got DeMarco Murray retiring today, too. So, that puts a dent in that. Adrian Peterson, where are you at? He's staying at <laughs>
2: um, home on the couch. He's staying at
0: home on the couch. You know, I, I heard he wanted to join Todd Gurley in St. Louis.
2: That's fine. Yeah, that's, he's not going to take anything away from Gurley. That's fine, yeah.
0: But, no, yeah, I feel, I feel like... You know he's definitely he's definitely a candidate for regression, and uh, really I feel like he he's going to be just just really average, not somebody you want to start on a week to week basis. I have him ranked outside my top fifteen as far as quarterbacks go.
1: Angelo, do you have any candidates for this for this pick? Oh, well, so before I start, I think it's worth noting that Derek is an Eagles fan. Uh, he uh, die diehard um, would. Uh, bleed green and white if you cut him open. Um, Talk to my doctor about that one. (laughs) I think it should be noted that uh, this lousy Eagles fan uh, was owner of Ezekiel Elliott last year. So before he goes and talks all high and mighty about uh, how Dallas is trash, let's not forget about two years ago how he carried your butt into the playoffs so with that being said I think because of the Dak Prescott uh, lack of Des Bryant and just my lack and trust of the Dallas Cowboys with the rest of the NFC East uh, getting stronger my pick is going to be Ezekiel Elliott uh, don't get me wrong like he, he put up some excellent numbers uh, after, or before a, a six-week-long suspension. that was, Oh, that, that hurt so bad. I, it really did. It, wanna, it, you love to see that.
2: it. Yeah. Uh, I, anything that could hurt the Cowboys and Derek's fantasy team, wow. it was just the most, magical. Greg, it was the most conflicted yeah.
1: I've ever been in my life, just that was, hands down. Yeah, Greg really benefited there from the... Oof, yikes. But, but hear me out here. There's nothing flashy about Ezekiel Elliott's style of running he's pretty straight line and he that's pretty much it that's his claim to fame and this offensive line is getting a little bit older so that along with subpar quarterback play I'm really not quite sure uh how it's going to pan out for Ezekiel Elliott owners
0: I'm not sure exactly what to say. You know, I feel like Zeke is still definitely going to be a top five running back in the league. I do expect a little bit of regression as far as touchdowns go because I don't think they're going to be in scoring situations as much. I can really only see this team winning maybe five or six or is seven that because games. You don't
1: have Ezekiel Elliott anymore, or <laughs> because you're an Eagles fan.
0: I am. At the fifth overall pick. So we're going to see what happens in the draft. He is on the market in free agency in our league, and I'm very excited to look forward to my opportunity to pick him or any other of the talented running backs or wide receivers in our drafts.
2: How political.
0: August 18th is going to be the date on that. We will be... You know, li- probably live covering the draft. I got a very nice draft board. Uh, we're gonna have it. We're gonna have it right here in Penn State um, at, at our friends uh, Johnny and Collins' place, um, and we'll be providing you with all the up-to-date information as to major moves uh, that happened within the league, and also our strategy and how we think that our our team has the potential to be the best. I like those. It'll, It'll be cool. fun time. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be absolutely amazing. It's gonna be next year. But without further ado, this is Derek Rieger, next man up, signing off. Say goodbye, boys.
1: Take care. We'll see you next week.
2: Take care. And remember, defense special teams units win championships.
1: Don't don't draft them. Don't draft kickers either. They're garbage.